I draw a breath to say hello, friends, and fellow Anthropoceners. Welcome to Anthronaut. This is Carl. Today, I'd like to talk briefly about virus, SARS-CoV-2, or the coronavirus. I'm not a scientist or even a bona fide philosopher, but I've made some observations, some of which I think turned out to be accepted and then talked about in the scientific community. And so without too much confirmation of this and leaning on what I believe is common sense, also welcoming any of you, professionals, experts, and otherwise, to join in, I wish to share with you what I think is being overlooked to some degree and is being avoided or forgotten about among the authorities. And what I'm talking about is the minutiae in how the virus is transferred. You have to do a web search or you have to yugle, as I call searching on YouTube, to find anything that really talks about laminar or turbulent flow when it comes to the convection of air current and the conveyance of the coronavirus from person to person. And to me, this is an enormously important issue. You can see people who kind of get it, the ones who wear a face shield, and perhaps to their consternation and embarrassment, not so much in the East where I live, and to the hilarity or ridicule from others who see this, there is at least some cognizance of the fact that aerosolized molecules travel on the air and can be blocked by a membrane such as a face shield. Now, I stopped wearing one, but I have adopted other methods. Long before Dr. Fauci was talking about wearing three masks, I was employing this, cinching them down to my face as best I could, which many people here in Japan don't seem to do, almost wearing them as if unconsciously they think that only laminar flow is what is to be dealt with or worse, wearing them just to comply. So in other words, you put the mask on and you don't seal it around your nose with the clamping wire which is inside. You just wear it flat so that there are spaces and gaps all around one's face on the peripheries of the mask. To me, this indicates complete ignorance about what the mask should be trying to accomplish in the in the extreme. But I want to talk about what I heard discussed about four months ago in a video I saw on YouTube apologizing for not being able to give credit to the scientists involving the duration or should we say the shelf life or air life of the particle 
specifically the aerosolized particle, that is, not the globular group of particles that may be emitted from your lungs and your mouth during a cough or a sneeze, but the ones that are released, as I learned in an MIT series yesterday, as a natural result of the collapsing of temporary mucal membranes which form inside the alveoli and bronchi, larynx, and mouth. Just think about what you see in animation when a dinosaur or alien creature or a tiger or lion's mouth opens. The artist facilitates for us detail to the extent that you see a stretching saliva band between the teeth. Will these kinds of effects occur deep inside the respiratory system, sometimes actually forming a film? And air pressure and surface tension cause it to break, and then it f forms multiple bubbles or particles of liquid. And these are small. This is what scientists and medical professionals are talking about when they speak about aerosolized particles, which I have said in videos on Instagram and YouTube, gain lift because of their low mass or their lightness. And I have been thinking about this since day one when we were told that the virus was airborne. While it seems to be the case that the majority of people are only thinking about globular particles, worried about sneezes and coughs. And the reason that the aerosolized particles are dangerous is they don't fall to the ground. According to the scientific program that I saw some months ago, they can travel as far as 60 feet, especially in proper temperature and air pressure conditions. And they can stay in the air for up to 20 minutes in their results. Now, what are the conditions atmospherically which would contribute to this? Well, let's take the worst case scenario. If you're on an airplane or you're on a bus or you're in an office with heavy air conditioning being emitted from the ceiling, such as is the case in the aforementioned situations and in Asian offices or restaurants where the emitter of the air conditioning convection is on the ceiling. So now you have downward air pressure. What I think most people don't know, and I didn't know, but might have guessed, is that the human body emits heat plumes. That is, thermal radiation which affects the air around it. Put a hundred people in a train car and you have vapor pressure that is basically moving outward and upward from all of the occupants. Now this fights, as it were, and as they said in the program, the convection of air com current coming down, and it's coming down in turbulent flow cycles. If you're not familiar with turbulent flow, just think of helicopters in war movies or television shows where you can see spirals of air illustrated by the rotation of dust coils or dirt devils which are planar or 
perpendicular to your line of vision. So the helicopter flies and you see these rotating cycles that look like little top-down views of tornadoes on either side of the blades or on either sides of the vehicle. These are everywhere where there is motion in the air. So if you're on the street and someone passes you on a bicycle, motorcycle, or in a car or truck, if somebody waves a fan, a Japanese-style fan, or if someone pushes his hand down in the air, or a person walks by, or multiple people are mulling about around you, imagine that those types of airflow cycles or cyclones are rotating and intersecting with one another everywhere around us, above and between us and below. These are convection cycles of air. This is turbulent flow. It's the opposite of laminar flow, which is linear movement of energy, or in this case, air current. So the downward pressure of the air conditioning in the vehicle, whether it's an airplane, a bus, a train, a subway car, if it's multiple people moving through a tunnel or a hallway or in a crowded part of a room, this downward pressure from the air conditioning basically fights, as the scientists described it, with the upward heat plumes of people. And the ending result is that the aerosolized particles exhaled from everyone present stay at a relative height, say five or six feet off the ground, whatever it may, may be, or off the floor. And so the particle stays floating in the air, moving around in the convection cells created by all of the motion in the space. That was a long and drawn out explanation, but I think you take my meaning the conclusion of which is, as I've come to enjoy saying it, what we exhale is under no obligation to conform to our fantasies, and that's what they are. Fantasies saying that what we exhale falls to the ground right away. It does the opposite in the aggregate. It floats around in the air around us. So they also said on this program that the most dangerous places are airplanes because you're in a narrow, enclosed container with heavy air current coming from the air conditioning systems in the ceiling. I mean, when you think about it, it's so loud you can barely hear one another. Of course, there is the engine sound in the background, but I think the majority of the sound that you're hearing is rushing air with the movement of people, passengers, stewards alike. You're in a soup of air convection cells moving and interacting with one another. So what's my point? Anywhere you are in a crowd, whether it's a train station, a shopping mall, a corridor, an elevator especially, you're in, you're in close proximity of a stirring pattern of air, which is moving your and others' exhalations. And so you need at least a mask fastened securely around your face. In Japan, 
there's a reputation in the world about the Japanese that they wear masks and they were wearing them even before the pandemic. I experienced it in South Korea. Now I experience it in Japan. It was a habit of the people to protect themselves from colds. This is what they explained to me. And to protect themselves from pollen. After the war, many trees were planted and not of a natural to the environment variety, which gives many Japanese allergies. They all complain about it. And so they were already wearing masks, and this is to their detriment to a degree because when something becomes a regular practice, people become blasé about it. And that may contribute to why a lot of the people here don't wear their masks securely around their face. And also why you see an uncomfortable minority of people not wearing masks at all, especially when they exercise, which given what I just explained to you about turbulent flow makes that ridiculous. And they wear the masks incorrectly. A sizable minority of people here, larger than the minority of people who don't wear masks, betrays an ignorance of how to wear the mask, and so it's around their mouths with their nose exposed. This is completely acceptable in Japanese society. Another thing they do here is they take the mask down completely when they want to talk on the phone. I've even seen people take the mask down to sneeze and cough, which beggars belief. My point is not to castigate the Japanese, even though it's annoying and embarrassing for me to have to go up to people on trains every day and ask them to please put their masks on or put them on properly. My point is to say that society in general, and specifically government, and most specifically health authorities, have failed in explaining to people the physics of the conveyance of the virus. And as I said in a video the other day, which I've since taken down off of Instagram because I felt it was too angry, and as I said in a podcast yesterday, which I took down because I was distracted by motorcycles passing my house and filling my room with pollution, the government needs to explain to people the aspect of physics involved in the conveyance of the coronavirus because it's the most important issue. There's no sense in explaining to people the biomechanics of the virus in the body or the details of immunology or the narrative of the COVID-19 particle in the lungs if they don't explain how it gets there. It's physics. And I've come to tell people this. When they look at me funny and I ask them to put on their mask, I say, look, it's physics. You have people who obviously don't realize that when they inhale through their mouth, that they're drawing in air current through their noses. It's basic physics. You can't isolate one conduit which is attached to another if you're applying vapor pressure through it in any direction. That's why the nose is connected to the same conduit of tubing which goes down into the lungs. You don't have to close your mouth and your throat solidly inhale and inhale through your nose to draw in air through your nose if your mouth is open. It naturally happens. So my point is, the government needs to explain to people that they need to wear a mask all the time, even when exercising. Air current surrounds us. 
I almost want to say, as Obi-Wan Kenobi said in Star Wars, it binds us. It holds us together, certainly. Air pressure is what keeps you solid at one atmosphere, and less if you're a mountain climber. It's why astronauts have to wear spacesuits. We are in the air like fish are in the water. There's no avoiding it, and we can't see it. The coronavirus particles, as air particles and most particles in the air, unless they're coming out of a stupid combustion engine, are not visible. So the best way to protect against an invisible pathogen, which you cannot trace with the naked eye, is to have your mask on. And the government needs to explain that it's not just to protect you against a cough and a sneeze, it's protecting you against the very air, especially indoors, and most especially in transport. And people have to be wearing their masks solidly. I have spent time talking to officials at train stations, begging them, using a translator on my phone and a translator which many Japanese officials have in their pocket, which, like on Star Trek, will translate any language. If they said it, I've begged them to go against the trend of just following the law, which is what Japanese people do, and to put up signs, especially where the businesses are private, like many of the railroads here. They're not government. And to tell people you can't enter unless you have a mask on. It doesn't matter if 99 people in the train car have a mask on, but one doesn't, and that person is in the habit of usually not wearing a mask because this person will spread the virus. Indeed, I've said to people, and I've said in my podcasts and videos, you're probably looking at the spreaders when you look at people who are not wearing their masks or they're not wearing them properly. As Jack Nicholson said in As Good As It Gets, is there any other way to see it? I mean, it's a matter of common sense and probability. When you see a person without a mask, you're probably looking at a person who has spread the virus. Because the person is not going without the mask for your benefit. He or she does this all the time. This is what has put me in an extremely bad mood since the coronavirus came on the scene in Japan, among other things that I deal with culturally. I mean, culture shock is what happens to people when they live in other countries until they fully adjust, which can take a decade. It took me a very long time living in South Korea to get used to certain things, and I'm now going through that in Japan, and the coronavirus has only exacerbated it, because the coronavirus in general shows you which people have your back. It shows you which people care enough, whether it's because they're sane or they're sociopaths, or they're forgetful or what have you. But it shows you the people that might not be there for you in an even worse disaster. And that's disconcerting to see a sizable minority of people not doing what they're supposed to be doing. And this is why I blame the government, because the government has the power and the finances and the interest and the responsibility to inform people of what they're supposed to be doing. Which brings me to my next point. In Japan, the government is trying to get people to be okay with the Olympics. This is scandalously stupid and irresponsible. The president, or rather the prime minister of the country, the mayor of Tokyo and of other provinces and districts, their responsibility is to give us the bad news the way Joe Biden does. So people, be aware of air currents. Wear your mask properly. Wear it securely and wear it anywhere outside where someone may be near you or could be within the next few minutes. 
because the virus stays in the air. The aerosolized particles can go up to 60 feet, according to the report I heard, and stay there for 20 minutes. Thank you. Be safe. And join us again at Anthronaut.